In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. The Gospel tonight speaks to us about the beginning. About the very beginning. And it speaks to us about the supreme principle of the universe. A principle that is common and reveals itself in biology, physics, chemistry, and in social relationships. Like we say about water finds its own level, there is a principle behind all of creation that speaks about unity. So for instance, and I'm not qualified to speak on any of these, it's been so long since any textbook was opened by me in chemistry or physics or biology, but for instance with gravity, if uh, there, this principle of unity in a very simplistic way is if I jump up, or if I jump off of a ladder into the air, I fall back to the earth. I don't float away. I don't separate. I come back. That weight or mass of the earth is greater than my weight, so it draws me to it. But there is an attraction in this principle of gravity, an attraction where, where uh, obstacles uh, come together. So the, the gravity of the moon pulls the ocean tides, pulls the ocean, is pulling it. Again, this attraction to bring together this thing about unity. And at the heart of this supreme principle is order. That's an amazing thing, really, but we know that to be true. We see the four seasons. We see in the most intimate uh, things, circumstances, um, but life itself, the most, the most simplistic forms of life and the cycle of life speak to us about order. The reason I'm talking to you about this supreme principle is because that's the Greek word for word or logos in this in this evening's gospel in the beginning was the logos the the, re, the supreme reason the supreme principle the the jews would have understood that to speak about uh the prophetic word about the law but we had two meanings here we've got the prophetic word that the Jews understood, the law in the Old Testament, and then the Greeks understood this as the supreme principle in the universe. And we're rolling it back. St. John is inspired to write about this supreme principle in the very beginning. So he says, in the beginning was the word, was the logos, was the law, was the supreme principle. And the word was with God and the word was God. So it's not just association, this supreme principle, this reason, 
this law was not just with God, this was God. The word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And here we go. All things were made by this word, were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And it was made with beauty and it was made with order. It was made with us in mind. So, I mean, this is beyond anything that we can comprehend. And I'm not going to get any more philosophical or attempt to get any more philosophical than that tonight. But it's to say that when we say in the creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in all things, all things visible and invisible, we are speaking about the word as well. The, an agent in creation. St. John goes on to say that in him was life. It was just not that life was through him, but life was in him. So <clears throat> today, we, tonight, I received an email from, some of you may remember, there was a young Chinese man who studied at the Moncton Flight College, and he... He, we couldn't say his name, so he would be with us each Sunday, and he said, just call me Mercator. Uh, and if I'm right, Merc I, and I could be wrong on this, Mercator uh, was uh, the one who did a lot of uh, flight um, map mapping. So Mercator. So uh, he, he sent an email tonight about the birth of their ba baby girl in August, October. When we think about the gift of this life, that this, that this child could be conceived and born as any child, we are talking about the word. In him was life. Now the word also, this supreme principle, this law that brings order and beauty uh, is described as bearing light. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. It makes sense in a certain way that order, uh, that light brings order, that the two would be of, this, of the same. Again, this principle of unity to clarify so that we can see. All of this, uh, in all of this, St. John writes at the end, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Interesting, truth can be bare, bare-knuckled. It can be austere. It can repel people. But with the word, in the word, there is both truth and grace. There is this beauty the truth is given to us, and it's a beautiful truth. It brings us light and life. In all of this, the word became flesh in Bethlehem of the Virgin Mary. And why did that happen? It happened because darkness had entered the world. 
We're talking about a moral darkness, not a natural darkness. We're talking about the, the disobedience of humankind, the rejection of God by mankind brought a darkness, a separation. This was against the divine principle, the supreme principle. The supreme principle about unity, but our disobedience brought separation, enmity. So God, instead of writing us off, decided to enter in on a rescue mission. And the word became flesh in the humblest of ways. He became flesh in a way that we could understand him. In the same way that we enter the world, he entered the world. Imagine that. The supreme principle, the one that through whom all things were made, the one in whom is life, became vulnerable and small as a baby and lowered himself to be born in the barn in Bethlehem and to be laid in a manger. Like this is un, it's incomprehensible for us to think that this principle, this supreme principle of the universe is full of love, is love. This is where love comes from. And this is the act of love to come to us in this way in order not to snap his fingers and get us out of our mess, but in order to suffer for us and take upon all of the misery that we create, all the disorder, all the chaos that our selfish love generates. This is what sets the church this is what sets Christianity apart from any other worldview or philosophy. I know it's politically incorrect to say that, that Christianity is different. Everything's supposed to be generic nowadays, but it's not. What sets Christianity apart from any other philosophy, religion, or worldview is the incarnation, is God becoming flesh. The one who sees and knows and designs all enters the misery that we've generated in order to save us. The incarnation of Christ is the difference. It's unique. And so I hope that you would see tonight two scenes, two cities, two scenes, two divine actions. The one is God's condescension, his stooping down to Bethlehem, the city of Bethlehem, city of David. Bethlehem, remember, means house of bread. The one who is the bread of life, who gives life, who is life, comes down to the house of bread. He's laid in a manger. Now, let's connect the dots to the second city, Jerusalem where there's the cross and where the word made flesh stretches out his arms and bleeds and suffers and gasps and agonizes and dies as the full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice for your sins and mine. This is almighty God doing what we need done, but what we cannot do ourselves. 
Bethlehem, Jerusalem. Two scenes in the same divine drama. And St. John writes, we beheld, we beheld his glory. Not everybody did behold his glory. Some of those who rejected him, some of those who couldn't get their critical minds around this divine principle being the love of God incarnate, they didn't behold his glory. They rejected him. But you and I, by the grace of God, have beheld his glory or you wouldn't be here. And that glory, that magnificence, that perfection, that beauty is life-changing. It's freeing. It liberates us from the powers of that moral darkness that St. John writes about. That darkness that can take over our souls. That can chain us and bind us. That glorious light, that glory is transformative. So we're here tonight to worship and praise the Lord God, our Heavenly Father, for sending His Son, the Logos, the one in whom is the supreme principle of the universe, the one in whom is life. We are here to praise Him and honor Him and thank Him, knowing that that word did not snap His fingers, but suffered and died. Bethlehem to Jerusalem. Last thought. We're called tonight, as the shepherds were, to the house of bread. They were called to Bethlehem. The angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of bread, in the house of bread, in Bethlehem, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And you and I, with the 2020 hindsight vision, we are called every day. It's a privileged call. We are called as the children of God to Bethlehem. This is an aspect of Bethlehem. These four walls, the house of bread. He calls us to be fed from his table. The one who is the bread of life. That divine principle of goodness, beauty, truth and grace. Calls, he wants to feed us. He wants to lift us up. He wants us to be truly happy eternally happy. He calls us to come and feed upon him. But he calls us not just to these four walls. He calls us as the body of Christ. He calls us to the house of bread. That may be in your apartment where you open up his word, word written. It may be when you get down on your knees and say your prayers. It may be at Costco when you meet another person, another Christian in this fellowship by the Holy Spirit. Always though he meets us in his word and in his sacraments, the sacrament of Holy Communion, the bread of life. So come as the shepherds did as we get ready to enter this Christmas season and then on into 2021 and we continue with the pandemic. Come to the house of bread. Come to have the disorder in 
my heart reordered, to have the austerity and the confusion that, that is all around me and within me beautified, illuminated. Come and have the new life of Christ renewed and reaffirmed and strengthened. Come and receive his forgiveness. Come to Bethlehem, to the house of bread. Now unto God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be ascribed all might, majesty, dominion, power, honor, and glory, as is most justly due henceforth and forevermore. Amen. Amen.